Hi there. Thank you for joining us on the Redeemer Church Podcast. Here at Redeemer, we exist to see Christ exalted in our church, community, and world. It is our mission to lead people into the presence of God, devotion to His Word, authentic fellowship with others, and discovering their ministry. We hope that this podcast is just one of the ways you connect to God's presence this week. Let's check out this week's message. Good morning, everyone. Today I have the privilege of preaching about the good news of great joy that we read about in the Christmas narrative, though perhaps what I'm most excited about is what is going to follow my brief sermon this morning as uh, I feel like I get to co-preach today with our choir and orchestra. Uh, So I'm excited to preach the word first, but then step aside and listen as they continue to tell the Christmas story through song. I'm reading from the same passage that I read from two weeks ago when I preached on the good news of peace. This is from Luke 2, 8 through 12. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Now, I'm going to assume even in our fallen and fractured world that we can all relate to these moments of Joy, maybe the result of a kind word from a friend or a warm hug that you just exchanged before worship with a friend or a phone call from your son or your daughter just calling to check in and say hello. Maybe it's watching your children or grandchildren do what they love to do most or sitting with them and watching a sunrise or a sunset or going together to the beach. This week, Our leadership team met, and we met just to enjoy one another's company, to celebrate all that God has done in and through Redeemer Church over the last year. When we met to enjoy one another over a meal, we also played Dirty Santa. And if you played this game, you know the rules. Uh, Toys can be, or gifts can be stolen up to two times, And then after the second steal, the gift is then frozen. So there is some strategery involved with Dirty Santa. John Fitzwilson, every single time he went to pick up a gift and unwrap it, he seemed to always get the greatest gifts. And over a dozen times, this poor man had his gift stolen. He was on his feet longer than any of us that day because he had to keep going back and retrieving a new gift. If you know John Fitzwilson, you know what I'm about to say. This guy is one of the most kind, tender-hearted, loving men that I've ever known in my life. He's the last person that you would ever want to steal from. But every single time another leadership team member or spouse would stand up and walk across the living room and say, give it to me, I'm stealing from you, John would grin ear to ear 
and he would erupt in laughter. This poor, kind-hearted man was finding joy even when he was being robbed (laughs) over and over and over again. And this is also in moments when he felt great, deep attachment to certain gifts. And you should have seen the joy on some of the other leadership team members' faces when they got to steal from him. I was really questioning the spiritual maturity of some in the room. John demonstrated joy, yes, when he was being robbed, but we also got to sit and enjoy watching his joy. These joyful moments that we share together with our family, with our friends, and with our church, they fill rooms with laughter and they fill hearts with gratitude. But joyful moments, like the ones that I just mentioned, no matter how joyful they may be, they're normal moments. They're normal joy that we experience in this life. Christmas is not normal joy. Christmas, the Gospels tell us, is great joy. See, natural joy is found in family and friends and sunsets and meals and dirty Santa. But Christmas is supernatural joy. The word became flesh. The long-awaited Savior was born. And the angel in the Christmas story said, I bring you good news of great joy. The Bible is brimming with joy. It's found over 200 times in our English translations. But great joy only appears a handful of times. Great joy is rare. It's climactic. At the anointing of David's own son as his successor, great joy. At the restoration of the Passover after generations of silence, great joy. At the dedication of Nehemiah's rebuilt walls after the return from exile, great joy. And as pagan astrologers journeyed far to find the infant Jesus, the Bible tells us that they rejoiced with great joy. So we sing together this time of year, every year. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. And you know the next line. Repeat, e-e-e-e-e-t. We love repeating it. We just want to repeat the sounding joy. These lyrics come from a poem written by Isaac Watts in the 1700s, which he says was inspired by Psalm chapter 98, where we see that Jesus is going to come to earth first as a baby, but then he came to save us, and he he will come again. Psalm 98.9 tells us that he will return to judge, and Revelation 19.16 tells us that he will come to reign as king and as Lord. This is the good news that will cause great joy for all people. Christ came to make known his salvation. Let's read a little further in Luke chapter 2, verse 13. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem 
And let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. This news was such good news. The shepherds could not keep quiet. A savior had been born, the Messiah, the Lord. See, the fact that Jesus was born was good news. But the function of this child's life would become gospel. And as you think about these shepherds, their theological education did not come from rabbis in the synagogue, but they got their training from angels in the meadows. And seeing Jesus with their own eyes was not enough. They had to share the story. And yes, I imagine they shared the bizarre details. There was an angel. And then this angelic chorus, this song erupted. And then we found the baby of God's glory there in a manger. But notice what else they did in verse 17. And this is so important for us. They spread the word. Immediately. That was their instinctive reaction. This is such good news. I now need to take this and give this to others. They had found the Savior. They had found the Messiah. They had found the Lord. And so the shepherds became Jesus' first evangelists. And all who heard this news were amazed. The first testimonies about Jesus brought about surprise and astonishment. Everyone in Bethlehem would have been talking about this birth and marveling at what God had done. Think for a moment with me about all birth stories. Some of them that you've experienced in your life and in your family tree, but also the many births that are happening at the hospital just down the road today. Boy or girl, ultimately doesn't matter because what we pray for is a strong and healthy baby. And after the baby is born, everyone in the room reacts in their own individual and unique way. I was thinking this week about when our daughter Ellie was born. Some were most concerned about Andrea. How's mom doing? And some cried tears of joy. Some couldn't stop crying tears of joy, mom. Others were hugging in the hallway with sincere gladness, and some were reflecting very quietly as they stood in amazement of this precious little baby. My father-in-law, he amplified our celebration that day by providing food for everyone who came to celebrate. The arrival of his very first grandchild was worthy of the very best in town, sweet tea and corn nuggets from Chicken Express. So everyone responded in their own unique individual way. But there was a response that we all shared in common with one another. Slap a bow on the kid and get photos out. Start the group text messages. Start tweeting it. Post it on Facebook. Back then we used to email photos to each other. But after all the tears and all the hugs and all the amazement and all the sweet tea... 
everyone began collectively to announce the arrival of Ellie. This Christmas, be aware of and pay attention to the mission field around you. I'm certain that you know at least one person, maybe someone that you work with or a friend or someone down the street in your neighborhood who thinks that Christmas is all about work parties and lights on houses and ugly sweaters and leg lamps and maybe a year-end bonus. But no matter how you might personally and internally respond to the story of Christ's birth, join with the shepherds. Join with the saints throughout history in announcing this miraculous and this divine birth. Share the good news. This is not a secret for us to keep. Spread the joy. This is good news for all people. I'll conclude with some powerful words from poet Joseph Bailey, who wrote, praise God for Christmas. Praise him for the incarnation, the word made flesh. Today I will sing praise to the father who stood on heaven's threshold and said farewell to his son as he stepped across the stars to Bethlehem and Jerusalem. And I will sing praise to the infinite eternal son who became most finite, a baby who would one day be executed for my crime. Praise him in the heavens. Praise him in the stable. Praise him in my heart. We have a treat for you today. I'm going to step aside as we stay in our seats and sit and soak and reflect on the Christmas story and the good news of Jesus as our choir and orchestra leads. Enjoy. Once again, thank you for listening to the Redeemer Church podcast. To stay connected to all that God is doing here at Redeemer, visit our website at RedeemerTulsa.org or connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Have a blessed week.